Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hey, Marketing Money Podcast listeners out there, if you need help with your geofencing and mobile placement of advertising, uh, such as we talk about from time to time, you've got to be on the phone. Look to Rain Local. Uh, they're a partner with this podcast now, and uh, Rain Local does a heck of a job on placing ads on that mobile phone, native, and helping with social as well. Uh, so if you want to look them up, rainlocal.com. If you talk to a rep, tell them the Marketing Money Podcast sent you. And now, back to our regular talk. Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. We, we got opinions. And trains. Oh, yeah. I hope y'all can hear that big Tupelo train in the background. That that train shows up in the podcast so much, we're going to have to, it's going to get sagged. It's a train cast. Train cast. We're going to discuss. We're different. actually just hobos. Yeah, we are. We're sitting right in the rails. Sitting in the back of a caboose. Just talking about the back of the caboose is the very yeah. I said that I wave at people end. like an old political speaky talkie, and I wave like town to Teddy town. Roosevelt. Stop every town. I wave and speak tell them about the man in the ring. They're getting a new deal, and I just wave and then I ride off. That was actually Franklin Roosevelt. That's okay. But they had the same last name. They did. Their cousin, grand nephew, or something. I don't know. But they, see, they were good all friends. the pictures of Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> they don't think they ever they were met. really good friends. I don't. I, I think of Teddy Roosevelt being younger than FDR because the, the pictures uh, are better know. of him than they yeah, are like, of yeah, FDR. Yeah, like the only pictures I ever see of FDR are like old man pictures, and Teddy Roosevelt's like storming San Juan Hill or whatever in Puerto Rico. Teddy's all jacked up in his trooper boots and his hat and his stash, and then Freddie. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie Roosevelt, <laughs> Freddie Roosevelt, over Freddie there and Teddy. with his Freddie's got his big cigar with his forty-two big, foot long, with his forty-two long, forty-two foot long Virginia Slim. <laughs> you know they're smoking his cigar. Yeah, you know him as well as I do. You can call it Freddie. Fre- Freddie Roosevelt's awesome. <laughs> if there's a Roosevelt relative out there who's still alive, please tell me you have a kid named Freddie. Somewhere. They're too rich to be watching. This podcast. They're, no, they're so it. rich. They're, 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 they watch it. They're so rich. They watch the podcast instead of listen to it. Oh my goodness! I don't know if that Roosevelt's money what it used to be. Anyway, somebody told me about Teddy Roosevelt. They had a very like I don't know if there's and I don't care to look it up, but like his speeches are good. Like Man in the Ring, everybody's repeated it too many times. And um, but supposedly had a voice like this. <laughs> or, no, no, like. Seriously, like he supposedly had a. He it, didn't have some. Like I think of him as like Sam Elliott. No, it's real like, like high pitched. Like just a. I don't know if, if that's Man reports. And you know they've just. Or if I think there's actually like. Talkies well, of we're him. We have to listen to this after the podcast and find on the YouTube. Teddy. If he has a little wimpy voice, I'm going to be so depressed because he's like the bull feathers guy. You know he's bull feathers. Yeah, that's that was his word. The bull moose. Yeah, he'd say bull feathers instead of the other word. Cause really? Because the way he didn't cuss but could get his point across. Horse hockey. He, he said bull feathers. There's bars named after bull feathers up in uh, Washington D.C. But Shout we out. know him, but we can't. All right, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a listen break. Okay. And it's nerdy. It's not wimpy, but it's nerdy. Are the American people? 
I believe that this. That's pretty bad. He's not like, hey, you sons of bitch. Listen hey. up. Getting a man in the ring. Are we back? Yeah. So today, I saw something on Bloomberg. Bloomberg! Yeah, Bloomberg. Happy Fourth again. Uh, Bloomberg that uh, I was reading, and it was about a comment, a Goldman Sachs former, well, a former buyout of, a, I guess, a Does financial Does he work for app. Goldman Sachs, though? I don't Does think he, he any... works for I think he was bought out, and now he's... What's his name? His name is Adam Dale. Adam Dale. Adam Dale. D-E-L-L? And, uh, yes, D-E-L-L. And he said, and I quote... He and, is, it says partner at Goldman Sachs. Hey, he may be the the bomb over there. I don't know. It just says partner. This one says entrepreneur. This is uh, future finance. Clarity money. Clarity money. That's right. And he said, quote, and look, we work for banks, so we're saying this about ourselves, and then we're going to try to solve what the issue is from a marketing Well, he lens. said it. We didn't say it. Yeah, I'm, but I am say, about to say it because I'm going to quote him, so okay. I will be technically saying it. There are two kinds of incumbent banks. There are banks that are screwed, and there are banks that don't know they are screwed, said Adam Dale. He was referring to legacy retail banks, mostly in America, I think, by what he was speaking of here. And it speaks to the pendulum swing that we see in the business now from uh, everyone moving to a digital angle for banking. I think the fear of everything going mobile, and which... It is, and a lot of it is. I don't think there's any stopping the train, haha, uh, that was in the background a few minutes ago. But the mobile train and the digital train of banking, uh, from opening deposits to any transaction you can almost do other than get cash out of your phone, which someone can invent that one day. Maybe cash just drops out the bottom. I don't think uh, they can invent that. Uh, maybe, but anyway. but I mean it'll be virtual. I mean you already yeah. have. I mean you can already go up to some ATMs you can't and just get, walk up and hold your phone. In but it. you can't get cold hard cash and there's a whole opinion i have on I, I unless you're going to like new york which new york city still has a ton of cash restaurants oh yeah like that's the only place i can think which is a country almost a planet tipping un- i mean if you're traveling you yeah but I, anyway i i would I, i'm gonna look for a comprehensive use of cash study i just don't think it's i haven't used cash in forever anyway but that's me and well I, I think what this speaks of though is you can move it from the banking conversation to the marketing conversation and so if you look at it tactically it's you're moving from print to digital delivery of your of your media you're moving well, analog an, analog physical so, and it's you know i hate Lots of our bankers hear this, and I tell them all the time because I see the expenses come through. I'm like, what are you spending your money on? Because we have local branch spend and then the corporate spend for marketing. Most banks, I would assume, larger than just a, a small branched community bank, would have this set up where you have money for each allocated for each branch or location. Then you have a larger corporate budget that you can use for the bigger items, branding, signage, whatever that's larger for the company, uh, big retail initiatives, whatever. And, and I look through it and I, and sometimes I look at what we spend our money on and I'm like, is are these dead mediums in the marketing world, in the advertising world? Are they dead? 
And you could argue some aren't. I mean, direct mail still has an impact, but I don't think it's as effective as it used to be. Email is not nearly as effective as it used to be. We know that by the open rates. You can, you know, 10 years ago, you'd get 80% open rates. Now it's like you're down in the 20s and 30s, and, and the best one you have might get up in 35%. And that's got to be some big deal going on in your email. So you've, so, and that's digital. If you think about it, email is digital. So what platforms are going to be moving in marketing? And I guess the, the comment, and I don't know Adam Dale from Adam Johnson. But, and Eve. And yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, he may be credible. He may not be. I assume I would by say where he, he works, he probably is. I think that the, the clarity is being quoted in there. Yeah, I think that's what became Marcus. Yeah, it, yeah, it did the lending platform. That's yeah. they turn to Marcus, where they go, they do savings accounts and they do pretty much small loans. Yeah, they try to, I guess, take some credit card debt, or they try to take a small loan of you and, and create a consumer lending portfolio, so then Goldman Sachs can take over the world as they do. But uh, <laughs> no comment. No, no. Goldman. I don't want anybody. No. I, I hate, I hate that I have a good friend, but I do have a good friend that works there. He's a genius. So, um, it, you know, he's well, let, get let, kids brilliant. So anyway, I know they've got super smart people, way smarter than me. And that's the whole reason we brought up the quote was because it's a challenge that every bank's going to yeah, see. Yes, so, I mean, uh, a pundit who has sway and knowledge of the industry has said that all bank, all incumbent banks, all banks that operate as a physical analog bank now are screwed. The only difference between the two are those who are delusional, I guess, um, in his opinion, those who know they're screwed and those who haven't realized it yet. So I, I guess my question to that first at face value is, is he correct, period? Like, I mean, do we even – I don't know. I think I'll give you my opinion first since I asked the question. I mean, I think this is what every bank conference I've gone to for the last five years has said. Like the Uber of the Netflix, like we're every damn that story's old. But the story's old. Well, but but let's get out of the way. Every damn conference I've gone to, you go to conferences about water restrictions. Yes. Okay. Uh, lots of um, floodplain overlay. Okay. I'm just making sure. I won't, I, I, by, by show of hands, how many people immediately got that that joke was about the damming of rivers? I, I thought it was pretty witty in a very cheesy way. No, that was a bad. <laughs> no, it was awesome. There's people out there right now that have almost wrecked their car laughing over that. Maybe almost wrecked their car to, yeah, to, to say, take the, the misery out of their life of listening um, to this podcast. But I mean, every conference I go to basically is. Hey guys, this is coming. Like the Uber is going to show up to our industry. Am I right? I mean, right? I mean, that, Kodak. They all the mistakes they made. They they had the thing and they missed it. Netflix blockbuster. Like that is. So I don't. First, I it's don't, here. I don't think what he is saying is as incendiary as the way he said it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that. I, I think we all have to agree because we show up and we pay money for these conferences for. For, and there's a conference that shall be unnamed that the opening like reel was like regulation, da, 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 all this like doom and gloom. Like you're, I mean, basically, I, what you're I said was I was like, yeah. damn, that video just said you were screwed. Go, go home. Yeah, like <laughs> stick your head between your legs and kiss your <laughs> goodbye. You're gone. Just go home. So I don't think it's new thought. I, I don't think this is new thought, but. You know, they made the, you know, Mark, everybody's raving about Marcus, the UI, UX, blah, 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 is supposed to be amazing about this. One, my question is, how many people 
in today's world. I think seeing the future, like Uber snuck up on us and Netflix snuck up on us. I, I'm going to point out something that I said in, in, a, in a couple of long ago podcasts. I remember, I can't think of the guy's name when Google it, the, the CEO of Netflix, when he was splitting the DVD delivery, this is probably a more relevant story than Kodak, Blockbuster, Uber, Lyft, whatever, because this happened like 08, maybe 10, something like that, probably 2010. Netflix was killing it. The paradigm was DVDs to your home. We've got any movie, they'll come to your home. It was Drake Mail. And he came back and he said, we're going to split out the DVD delivery business and the streaming business and we're gonna they renamed the streaming business and the world made fun of him and they retracted and said no 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 no. we're not gonna split up the services and this is where i think banking is right now i think the industry has seen the future like what our whatever the guy see at at netflix the ceo of netflix founder of netflix but has the danger of doing what he did and jumping from one thing to another too soon instead of letting it happen organically. I don't I don't even know if Netflix, I think maybe still delivers DVDs. Um, because my kids told me the other day, like, did you know there was this there's this service that's like Redbox that sends DVDs to you? I was like, Yeah, it's called Netflix, been around for like fifteen years or something. Um, but uh, do you get what I'm saying though? Like he he tried to jump too fast to digital. And people weren't ready yet. And people weren't ready. And I think banks, because I hope that people don't listen to this podcast and think that I have any like disdain for banks. I love banks. I, I chose, like, when I could have chosen anything, I it was in front of me and I chose banking because I believe there's some gaps to shore up. But banks swing the pendulum too too hard too fast. And I can see some CEOs that, that are invigorated and activated by this guy's you know very quick blurb and who knows what the we don't know what the rest of the thing said we need a national but we got to go digital tomorrow this digital the guy's an app and they can open it online it's national i hear about marcus in nebraska or whatever i hear about marcus and this guy from marcus said we got to do it so we got to do it go make it happen i can see that pendulum swinging and them and banks without the national presence the cool thing about netflix is that dude had a platform where people could react instantly and let the, let him know what it, they wanted. Now, the sentiment of the public, Vox Populi, is not always the, you know, what we need to listen to. Anyway, interesting banks part can to swing this, too fast. Interesting part of this, though. I bet, I don't know what, it seems like more than probably what I think it is, but I bet once a quarter or once every four months, because it's not quartered out, but once every three to four months, I'm getting a piece of mail from Marcus in my mailbox, Mm -hmm. which is, I don't know that it's funny. It may be a super great tactic that that they're doing because i guess they're putting but they're sending up, direct mail they're sending for direct a mail for thing. a digital product and and i open it up and it's usually a small paragraph that says something like you know some loan or something about i guess i'm on a list that they think i've got credit card debt or something and it, it goes in there and i and i it looks like it's easy to do i looked at it one time and it was real quick it was online you know mobile optimized they've already got your information because you're in their wheelhouse being mailed to but i do find it a little is ironic the right word i don't know if that's the right word paradoxical 
that they're talking about a digital product that they're trying to get you to open online, but yet their main way of contacting you is through direct mail. Well, first, um, I think you got two things. And if we're talking about jumping from from what's comfortable or from from a past or existing paradigm to a future paradigm, this is it playing out. Um, Goldman Sachs knows they've got mega um, response rate data on um, direct mail from credit cards and things like that. And so they know what their numbers are. Two, you and I disagree on this. I don't think direct mail is at all dead because it's it's one of the few media that like you had to touch those. And so if you had never had any digital awareness and there are plenty of wealthy people that we know that don't know how things like Facebook work and like have no I'm not going to get on that 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 those people are touched by a thing. Um, I'm I'm working on a direct mail piece right now for uh, for for Mabus agency because I have this kind of group of people that before I start dropping digital on them, I want to feel like I know that they have like had some physical interaction with me, some tactical tactile thing. Um, so I don't think it's dead. I do think it is highly paradoxical, but I do. Th- actually agree in the fact that if you have an innovative product that no one knows they need yet you got to pull out all the stops to advertise it you don't just kind of like hope it catches on because it's a good idea oh yeah i i I get that i i can't believe they're not running tv which i think tv would be the they they may have tv i i don't know they may not ever you know we we live in just living in mississippi yeah. I'm just because we miss out on a lot of probably the, yeah we except don't, for World Wild, Wildlife Fund. I, I want to point <laughs> I want to point something out. Some media company, if you work for World Wild, Wildlife Fund or like protect the animals, is like they found some distressed media in Mississippi. Some un do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, no, no. You see, all, you see a big picture of an elephant. Like, yeah, like, well, it's right. Like, rhinos don't get the tusks. Rhinos and tigers, like, don't like these aren't medicine. Talking about rhino horns and tigers don't make rugs. Look, I'm tell you, Mississippi's full of the most redneck hunters in the world. It is not their target audience, but some media company somewhere found them some cheap. I don't know. Rudy doesn't listen to this. I'm sure they're cheap compared to. Whatever they're probably upcharging ten grand for these billboards. Like, man, I found you twenty billboards, and I'm telling you that message is like lost. Just, it's not even lost. There's just there's no. I don't know anybody that goes that's, to that's, Africa and hunts just, for. It's I don't know. It would be like and, I can't even compare. There, there's no. It's a bad buy. There's nothing to it. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree. Whatever, don't go poach animals, but I, I don't think there are that many poachers around it, here. Around here, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Put it in Texas. I don't know if they're poaching in Texas. I don't know. It's still got to be. But you talk about micro audience. First, if you're the type of person that that pays to go to safaris, you think ride around seeing on the billboard and be like, "Huh, I probably should." I need to rethink my entire life, my entire strategy when I drop fifty grand on this trip to go shoot a, you know, water buffalo or whatever I do. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But okay, but but back to the the cross of it. I'm. I'm not a big fan of direct mail. It doesn't mean that I don't understand it does work in certain situations, uh, and it does have a place in your marketing mix. It's just not my favorite thing in the mix because the conversion is you have to push them to another. Like if they go in the branch, it's one thing. If they get on their phone to do it, it's one thing. I think it's just another media touch. It is another. It's a double dip. It is, but it's expensive. It's hard to track without a certain whatever on it, and I don't know. And I think the 
it's just more trouble than it's worth, I feel like, sometimes. But anyway, it, it is what it is. So they do have TV. They just didn't send it to... Well, they're not going to send it. I, but we laugh I guess my this. point is... When we've traveled to a conference or something yeah. somewhere, you go to New York or LA, you see, you see advertisements... Subway cars covered with like... You see stuff you just don't ever see yeah. because of where we live. And look, if they came down here, same thing. They yeah. would see wildlife billboards <laughs> and have no who idea does who does this. But... So we're probably not the target audience of Marcus that was probably some target. Even though you are. Can you imagine how much they spent on direct mail if I'm getting a piece, though? Yeah. That's got to be, like, millions. Like, millions. But they're playing a numbers game, and their 1% works. Yeah, so you spend $10 million on a mail piece to go across to every household in America that has debt over, I don't know, whatever amount and shows up. But anyway, let's get back to the point, which is... Are banks screwed or not? I don't think they are. I don't. I, I think. Th- I think there's there's going to be a certain area, and you've already seen the consolidations bank. What's the numbers today? You track this like a park of consolidation of the banking industry. Forty eight hundred, something like that. There was like thirteen thousand. Just two thousand eight was like um, more than ten thousand. So it's like thirteen thousand banks. Yeah, and so my, my point is. So I guess my hawkishness you, is. You've got this consolidation of the industry. And I think there will be winners and losers. I'm not an investment banker. I'm not a you know an economist, but I think it's pretty clear that there will be digital adopters that kind of make it out of the the jungle of it and probably become very very uh, good banks that continue forward. There'll be others that'll be gobbled up because of either their deposits or their footprints uh, that can't. We could say can't survive because of regulatory issues, growth, all all the the boogeyman out there that everyone talks about when they talk about this stuff. But the digital aspect is is where I see is the thing everyone talks about, but I still see it as the biggest weakness. You've got cores that uh, core providers that you know, are trying to upgrade, but you've got six different platforms on some of the cores. And then the platforms have, you know, the same type. And thank goodness you can't get on the other banks apps unless you're a customer, because you don't know if you have the best one or not. Think about that for a minute. You don't know if you have the best app or not, so you could possibly tell your customer that you have the best app. So you've got that issue going on. You've got an OAO, online account opening platform. Uh, is it updated? Can you can you open an account in five minutes? I mean, why would it take longer than five minutes to flash your driver's license, type in a couple of, of uh, whatever other items they need, click the box beside the disclaimers, Fund the account through Apple Pay, Zelle, Venmo, your debit card, or the old way through an ACH, and have the account open in five minutes. I mean, and then your debit card arrives in the mail 10 days later. I mean, there's, or, or you go to the branch and pick it up, or you go to ITM and pick up your card. I mean, there's ways to speed the process to make the banking industry super relevant to the person's life, but it's got to be built for that customer to get it and not for here's 85,000 disclaimers and you need to go to the bank to get this, but if you go in the branch and get this, you might need to go over here to the, you know, it's got to be built for the customer to have it at that moment the way they want it and built with with whatever value in mind that customer wants is well, it is it rate is it well i think this discounts a, what do they want this is a big thing that i think a, i think a lot of folks would argue with me about and inundate me with stats i don't know that there is a that there is an individual bank or a group and look hey pundits i've met y'all i don't look the insights i don't know bring them to me but i i if somebody tells you they know what a banking customer wants right now, 
Well, first, I've got to ask, what type? Because the ground-level DDA $500 average deposit is not the CRE that's not the high net worth person that's not the small business owner. People are different. So there is no universal what they want. I will say this. They probably want it to be easier. Everybody wants I mean, who doesn't? Uh, I wish it was a little harder. I got and plenty of time. And, and cheaper and whatever I want to spend more with my banking. Right. So I think there's some <laughs> universal things. But, you know, there is somebody, uh, my dad, let's say, is just it's not exactly true, but let's just use that for example so we don't just make up somebody that won't say physical in-branch experience, but they want it easier. They want the best rate. I, I don't think there is a – I guess my point with my Netflix analogy earlier, we are not in a homogenous world of delivery because my dad's also not a Netflix subscriber. He wants Comcast. And – I guess looking at the industry as like banking is as is as broad um, as inane as looking at content delivery is only Netflix. Like there's still Comcast and it's still relevant right now. A, a cable that plugs into your back of your TV. Well, they're not. Yes, they are, but they ain't dead yet. I think that's kind of way every industry looks at it. Yeah, newspaper, right. newspaper. There are still people that read. Uber newspapers. killed the taxi. Yep, for for travelers. Yeah. A bunch of New Yorkers don't want to get in an Uber. They still look for a taxi. So, is the industry dead or is it dying? Is it is it is it screwed or is it screwing? You know, whatever. Like, it, where is it in that trajectory? I think it's adjusting is the word. Yeah, and here's the deal. Look, banks are screwed since Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr shot at each other or whatever happened with them. The point is, is like, banks are up against regulation. They've got all this stuff. Yes, if you say banks are screwed, in other words, they have it tough, or they're dying, they're not dying. They are consolidating, as you point out. Like that, that's there. That data backs up. But they also have a banks have a tough way to go, which is again why I chose banking. But there's just perspective. Like I said, there we we've got to I guess stop these big broad generic industry things. Like is a you know I don't know who who's a big developer. A Trump-level developer, do they want to do it via app or pick up their golden um, portable Sanyo phone? Bag phone and call somebody? And, and call somebody and say, I got this deal. Uh, make it happen. I mean, wh- they want the dude, right? They want the dude on the other end of the gold bag phone. I, I, I don't know about this scenario, but I get where you're going with this. I feel, I feel like Bill Burrow. He just went kind of sideways on that one. But no, but no, they want. I get they want expertise. There's yeah. expertise that is not found within a mobile phone and just clicking on versus buttons and the stuff. three million, however many DDA ground level five hundred dollar average balance high churn accounts, which could be mobilized, but the consumer but may not want to be mobile. Yeah, that's my point. And I, I guess my point is, has anybody asked what they want yet? Like universally and really no. Probably some banks. And I will say this. I think the danger, I go back to the pendulum swinging, so for our audience. So if they heard that, we're all screwed, and they're like freaking out. What I would say, like, I don't think branching is dead for everywhere in the world. Bank branching. Physical bank branches. I think... It'd be in Mississippi, it's dead. Literally, there's an NBC story on it that I think was... A little hyperbolic. Yes. 
there are places that branching still works. Have it, I mean, it's, it's another marketing thing. It's a monolith out on the side of a high-traffic street. It's cool. Like there's it's a, a billboard. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a staffed billboard where you can transact. I just don't think everything's dead, and I don't want the pendulum to swing too hard, too far, too fast, because I've, I've, I've gotten the calls. I know the people that are wanting to go digital when they're, not, when they're barely big enough to support their, their, current bank. their current bank. Yeah. Like, don't put yourself out of business. Don't become 4,000. Don't make that number fall to well, 4,799. It, it should be a sobering reminder that if Goldman Sachs can create a Marcus app through, the, through this that is a national lending and savings tool over digital, but yet they're spending millions on direct mail, that shows you what you would be up against. Yeah. You know, millions. It's got, if I'm getting one, there are millions of dollars being spent. I mean, nobody in middle of nowhere Mississippi is getting a piece of mail from Marcus and Goldman Sachs. I can't imagine what, like... How many they're delivering in, to New York in City. New York City. Or, where it's literally unlimited. Yes, exactly. So that's my point. Is this got to be... We for the printing industry. Millions being the spent on that. The paper pulp industry. So you're going to go up against that... All the geofencing they've done, all the ads they're dropping, all the emails that you get in your Gmail for on your the app. app. You can't use that word on the podcast. For your Beep. app. For your app that has three things it can do. Yeah. It can you can look at your This thing's one what whatever it said, like three webby yeah. awards. But like, yeah, but you're you're gonna go out and, and compete with that. Uh, it's it's I guess you are screwed. That's in well, the that's why they don't have branches, though. That's why you're branching into it. Yeah, and and that's it. So, so I, that's why you have relationships that they don't. Yeah, and that's where you have to drive your value as a community bank. I think it's also where you have to fight your technology partners or whatever, lobby them, whatever you want to say. To I think we gave up that battle at some point as banks. Like we just get what they give us. Yeah, well, we did, but now it's we're firing back. So anyway, we rant and rave today. I don't know that we solved anything other than tell you that I think it's uh, a little early to be waving the the flag on shutting down your banks. And I think from a from a perspective, <laughs> how, how awesome would that be? Look, I'll, I'll, let's put this into a little bit more perspective. Happy Fourth of July, people! Your fireworks. <laughs> your your competitor just told you you're screwed, and there will be people that fold up shop and go home, or they go, we just got to sell. Like now. what if? What if Target, Johnny Target, whoever's the CEO of Target in Minneapolis was like, you know, retail screwed. Hey, Walmart, just fold up stakes yeah. and go home. And, and Walmart's like, okay. the walls of it like, I guess so. Amazon, Amazon said it. Hey, they're screwed because they're not digital but We're, like we're taking a competitor who has every right to say what he says and probably is has, like I said, this is credibility. New, but this yeah. isn't new thought. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. Y'all, in case you didn't know this, bank marketing Things are changing. is tough. But we're listening to our competitor like it's time to pull. Well, I guess we're. Well, of, of course. Yeah. Well, anyway, you've heard the rant and the rave. If you want to check it out, uh, you can read the article on Bloomberg. Just Google Adam Dale. Banks, are, banks might be screwed or banks are screwed. Sorry to use the. Uh, that's not bad language. It can just be taken as, a, as coarse language. What the f are you talking about? All right. So, with that being said, that's it for. A strange yet enlightening, insightful, yes, of the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com.
and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.